following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, Got to play pinball And put in your earplugs Put on your eye shades You know where to put the cork Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Got Philip Sexton here. Good morning. Good morning. It's a cloudy one, but uh, it doesn't look like it's going to rain today. So Yeah. Maybe my son will get his umpiring in. He's, he's been supposed to be umping these uh, little uh, tournaments that they have for kids, and he's gotten rained out. Like three out of the four weeks, he's supposed to be doing it. I tell you what, that's that's almost as bad as being a politician. Because I, I tell, tell you, you, it doesn't matter how good of a job you do, fifty yeah. percent of those parents are still gonna hate you. And and they pay in cash when you leave. <laughs> yeah, it's like twenty bucks a game or something. Shoot, that's what I. Yeah, but uh, I'm sure that people up. Because they couldn't get anybody else to do it. Oh yeah, that's what I, I I've told Margaret before. I said there's no way I could I could be a politician, because you know you think of approval ratings. I said at the end of the day, there's still even if you do it perfect, there's still going to be forty percent of the people. I had a guy that I knew that was a doctor, and he said that he would back one politician, and half the people would not like him. Then he'd back another. He said, it gets to where nobody likes you. Yeah. You know, (laughs) so. America's millennials are waking up to a grim financial future. Now, the millennials are people, what, in their 20s right now, 30s? Yeah, it would be, yeah, 20s, 30s. It's my generation, and it actually goes up through uh, Mike and Adars, too. I think they're on the upper end of it. So, uh, upper 30s. As... uh, Lately, I've been losing track of how old everyone is. Friends, co-workers, and family members are resisting middle age with vigorous exercise, careful diets, and regular doctor visits. Even when 50-year-olds look like they're 50, they often dress or party as if they're still in their 20s. Our capacity to fetishize youth never amazes, uh, never ceases to amaze, but while older Americans... Uh, want to look like younger folks they certainly don't want their finances that's because the wealth gap between generations keeps widening and the children's future is beginning to look ugly as affluent baby boomers thank years of soaring markets for their paid off mortgages and plump portfolios millennials in the next cohort generation z are weighed down by student debt and stagnant wages 
course, it's perfectly normal for people just starting out to have less in the bank. However, the St. Louis Fed warned that even when taking that into account, young Americans are slipping dangerously behind. By 2034, Social Security won't be able to pay out full benefits, the program's trustees estimated. So here in the midst of this great market and prosperity and kind of thing, you get this message of people not doing as well. Yeah, and, you know, there, there's there's parts of it that I, you know, as a millennial, there's parts of it that I actually disagree with uh, to an extent, you know, because when you're comparing, you're comparing generation after generation after generation, you know, and right. the, all that wealth that was built up in the, in the baby boomers, it almost seems like they're looking at it as, you know, it's all going to disappear. Yep. Um, you know, wealth is almost like almost almost view it as it's 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 like energy. Energy can't be created or destroyed right. necessarily. It just changes forms. That's right. So that's we, a good point, actually. <laughs> Where yeah. did you? How did you come up with that? How come I didn't come up with that? Maybe you did. Maybe. You, <laughs> Maybe you told me. I don't know. Just in a different no. way, and I twisted it. You came up with that on your own. <laughs> uh, <a> good boy. <laughs> the but you know so that wealth would could could get inherited. Um, right. You know, there 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 there's it could get dissipated away and and lost through bad decisions, or yeah, if you take good care of it, it could uh, end up being inherited by somebody exactly um you know it, it, it could do that uh it could you know if you're if you're spending it on uh health care well you know there's there's people in the healthcare industry that are making money at that point you know there's there's wealth there <coughs> uh you know it, it, it's all a matter of positioning yourself i think if you're a millennial uh positioning yourself uh, for the potential transfer of some of that wealth uh, to, right. to to eventually grow your piece of the wealth. Um, you know, but we did. We talked about inheritance. Um, you know, we we at the pre-financial group, I, we actually have a, a, a chunk of clients that you've got it on both ends of the spectrum. You got them to say, you know, I, I don't I don't care about leaving anything to anybody. You know, this is my money. I worked for it, and by all means, I'm I'm 100% with you. I understand. Uh -huh. um, but then you've also got the opposite end of the spectrum that say, you know, I don't want to spend a dime of this. I want to make sure that my kids and my grandkids get all this, and I want to grow it to as big right. as it can get. You know, and I understand that side of the coin, too. Yep. Um, but, you know, there there's – when when you're when you're a baby boomer and you're thinking in terms of that, uh, you've got to think how you can make your money last for you. If you're if you're on that side of the coin. Well, one of the things they say here is that everybody's going to have to work longer. Now, I've already figured out that's going to apply to me also. I'm 61, yeah. which makes me solidly in the baby boomer group, but. Um, I don't see myself retiring anytime soon, you know. I I just I know 
I'm not at a point where I can retire right now. Yeah. Uh, you own a business, you know. So. Uh, oh, and then that, that's. I do think we've seen this before with people who retire probably earlier than they should. And they still have a lot of productive life left in them. And they don't, you know, they don't uh, use it well. And then, you know, I I think I I agree with that. Uh, I think that retirement, too, um, has changed, has changed forms over the years. Uh, Yeah. You know, it's not just uh, I'm going to go sit on the farm and, you know, sit out on the front porch all day long. That's. That's gone by the wayside. It says here retirement age Americans are already working in record numbers, whether by choice or necessity because of boredom or fear. Boredom's a big one. Mm -hmm. A full third of those between 65 and 69 were in the workforce in May, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, along with 19% of those aged 70 to 74, almost double the number from 30 years ago. That's amazing. Yeah. A lot of them really still working, cashing a check. Well, and, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that, you know, you either you either need the money or you're bored, like like you yeah. said. And, you know, it, it's that that in turn, if you're working. I'm bored, so I need the money. <laughs> yeah, but if you're working longer and you're not spending down – your piece of the wealth, then it's lasting longer at that at the right. same time. That's true, and it's growing. And it's growing. Stay with us. We got to take a break. It is the Tom Dupree Show with Philip Sexton. It's News Radio six thirty W L A P. What you want? Currently hot. It's hot, really hot. We're sand firing off tweets. This live volcano. And what you need? Got to know what's happening. For the summer. These tariffs. President Trump and Chairman Kim Jong Un. Spies in my campaign. Beat the summer heat with News Radio six thirty WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree Jr. Our firm, Dupree Financial Group, has been engaged in the management of retirement investment accounts of our clients for nearly 14 years. My personal time in the investment business spans 40 years. We bring experience to the table in managing your retirement dollars. If you would like a seasoned and experienced manager to handle your investment portfolio, then give us a call. To schedule a complimentary review of your retirement investments, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 or send an email to info at dupreefinancial.com. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP.
bit of Van Morrison there, Tom Dupree show. Early Van Morrison. Yeah, real early. So I started off with Gloria, and that was actually the B-side to Baby Please Don't Go, which I'm playing right now. So Yeah. And early Van Morrison's tough. Yep. Got a distinctive voice. All right. Now, the problem with retirement is once you do it, it's tough to undo it. Because you get that mindset about being retired and you stop thinking about working. You start thinking about planning hobbies and things like that. And, uh, you know, your whole focus changes. Yeah, I would would almost say that you, you know, if, if I was giving someone advice on retirement, you need to have a game plan figured Big out time. before you get into retirement. No doubt. You need to say, okay, you know, I'm going to spend three of my days doing this. Yep. Two doing this and the final two doing this. Yep. You know, it's it, because it, if not, <laughs> you'll be sitting on that front porch going, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's happened to people. I've seen it happen before. So, but it seems that this millennial crowd, they're saying if they work till they're age 70, they should be okay. People tend to mature at different points in their lives. I knew a man died. He had $2 million in the bank that he'd saved up. He died in his eighties. He hadn't started saving till age 55. Wow. You know, did well. Yeah. But when he got in gear on it, he he really saved quite a bit. Yeah. Well, and I think too. That's you know, that's saving around a hundred thousand a year. So you know he was really doing it. Got to give him props for that. Mm-hmm. But I I I too you know and it talks in the article too you know working to seventy it goes on to say, uh, basically when you compare it now to uh, was it nineteen fifty. Uh, the, you know, the chronological age of someone 65 is actually more like what a 55-year-old was uh, in 1957. You know, so it, it's it goes on to say, you know, with the extra years, a longer career doesn't necessarily mean a shorter retirement. You know, now, yeah. now tomorrow is not guaranteed to anyone. No. Uh, but when, when you look at life expectancies, they typically are higher, you know. So it's kind of one of those things, like like what you said, is if you have the production left in you, why waste it? Right. I've seen it happen to a lot of people. Okay, uh, countries face the negative, the tricky tasks of undoing negative interest rates. Europe has finally emerged from its debt crisis with healthy economic growth, but it can't shake one relic of its troubled times. Negative interest rates. This is from an article in the Wall Street Journal by Brian Blackstone. The policy was tried by Sweden briefly in 2009 and 10, but eventually was implemented by Denmark. The Eurozone, Sweden and Switzerland and Sweden again, over subsequent five years before landing in Japan two years ago. Negative interest rates. 
where the central bank charges commercial bank for money held at the central bank, helps safeguard economic recoveries by lowering borrowing costs across fixed income markets, and in some cases, boosting exports via weaker exchange rates. None of these economies seems willing to be the first to lift rates above zero for fear of derailing their recoveries. The European Central Bank said on Thursday that it probably wouldn't touch its rates until at least the summer of 2019. It seems like once you get it negative interest rates going, it's very difficult to get rid of it. Yeah, I mean it, it's uh, especially when when you're uh, like the eurozone uh, because if something happens in Sweden, well, well, Sweden's not part of necessarily the euro, the but like let's say something happens in uh, Spain. Yeah, you know that that actually has direct implications on right. Italy, Greece. You know, all of Germany. Uh, but the problem is, is, I think, too, at the same time, with with all these Fed movements, you know, with what's going on with even the Fed in the U.S., is you're, you're taking a piece of your future, future growth to kind of smooth out this, you know, this dip um, yeah. in the present. You know, and, and the more you do that, the bigger hole you dig for farther out in the future, for farther out in the road to where, you know, maybe in my lifetime, maybe in maybe past my lifetime, eventually, eventually you're going to get to a point where you can't dig anymore. Right. And you're going to have a very, very large hole. Uh, you know, the, the, the problem is every time you do something like this. You know, like the negative rates, uh, what you're trying to do is you're trying to spur economic growth. Right. You're trying to uh, you're trying to force a psychology shift. You're trying to make companies and households take on more more debt. Um, you know, go out, buy more things. If you're taking on incremental debt each time, you know, and, and things you you get past the dip and things start to grow again. Yep. You know, wages uh, are looking good. You maybe start to pay down a little bit of the debt. Right. Well, you know, then you catch another dip. Well, if they smooth that dip out, you're taking on even more incremental debt. Yeah. To where eventually <clears throat> you're gonna have a a bubble <laughs> of sorts. A debtzilla. A debtzilla, and you know. Anytime there's been a depression, recession, something like that, yeah. it was a debt bubble. Yeah. Uh, corporate debt or Too much household debt. Yes. And not enough money to pay it. Yeah. And that right there, that I I would almost say do away with the Fed. You know, just, just let let things work themselves out. Because You know people are listening to this radio show. Oh yeah. <laughs> Taking a hot take here. <laughs> Do away with the Fed. Okay, baby. Oh, yeah. I He's mean, on record. Let, let things work themselves out. You know, it, it's one of those things. I see what you're saying. It, it, I mean, I. it's kind of like flood control dams. So figure that, you know, they put these dams on the rivers to control floods. 
just like the Fed is supposed to be putting the economy to control disasters. Yeah. But what happens to these uh, river dams is that the silt piles up behind them. And so as the silt piles up, as the mud piles up on the bottom of the river, the river gets less deep. And the next time there's a big flood, Pours it's, over the it's top. got, yeah, it, you ultimately can't stop nature. And uh, what you're doing is you're just setting up by building these dams, the big one, the 500-year to 1,000-year flood is going to be so big that it'll overwhelm the dams and everything, and they will have exacerbated the trouble. They will have made it worse. And sometimes I feel like the Fed's that way, too. <laughs> Very much so because, like you said, you can't stop nature. And honestly, I, I truly believe that the economy has nature-like tendencies. Yes. You know, I want something, I buy something. It, it, if I, yeah. you know, it... it Animal spirits. Animal spirits. Yeah. You you can't stop animal spirits. Yeah. You can only kick them down the road for so long. Same thing with Social Security yeah. and, and the, the Kentucky pension problem. You can right. only kick it down the road for, for so, so long. So one of the things we try to do when we have clients come in the pre-financial group, we try to talk to them about economic reality. Yeah. So, and in their case, what's it going to be, you know? And you each person has their own set of facts. You've got to look at the co uh, the companies you invest in, make sure they're being prudent. Yeah. That's right. There's no there's no no substitute for that. Anyway, stay with us for another half hour. Uh you're listening to the Tom Dupree show. News Radio 630 WLAP. Everybody's talking about Genesis Diamonds and their amazing finance offer for June. It's going strong, and tons of people here are making the drive to Louisville to take advantage of this. Hi, it's Tom Leach, and here's the deal. Pick anything in the Genesis show. Get the incredible value price Genesis is known for, pay nothing down, and get zero interest financing for five whole years. How about a $6,000 designer engagement ring with a GI certified diamond just $100 a month or a $3,000 pair of diamond stud earrings just $50 a month plus all jewelry Genesis top designers is included Takori, Viragio, Henry Dossi and more. All pendants, all bands, all anniversary rings. Swiss watches are even included. Omega, Brightly, Tag Heuer timepieces as low as $35 a month. And yes, even all Genesis GIA engagement rings are included. But this offer absolutely ends June 30th. Five years, zero interest, nothing down, only a Genesis Diamonds in Louisville on Shelbyville Road, the official jeweler of the Wildcats. Credit season for details. Labor Day weekend at Rupp Arena. Red, White, and Boom 2018. August 31st through September 2nd. Starring Toby Keith. Brad Paisley. Chris Young. Cole Swindell. Luke Combs. Kane Brown. Rodney Adkins. Chase Rice. And we're not done yet. Stay tuned for more details and get ready to buy your tickets. Tickets on sale now at all Ticketmaster locations. Go to redwhiteandboom.com. A source telling ABC News hundreds of children who were separated since the zero-tolerance policy went into effect 
have or soon will be reunited with family members. The Trump administration still facing questions about when and how hundreds of others will be reunited. There's been widespread confusion from the White House down to the border agents on the ground about how to actually implement the president's executive order. At a hearing yesterday, a government lawyer couldn't answer basic questions about how they'll reunite families or even if they'll continue detaining them, saying, quote, that's still in flux. ABC's Tara Palmieri reporting from the White House. Attorneys for former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort want a judge to bar any mention of Manafort's connection to President Trump at his upcoming Virginia trial. Manafort's attorneys filing their motion Friday in federal court ahead of the next month's scheduled trial. He faces a separate indictment in Washington related to the Russia probe. I'm Michelle Franz in ABC News. Got a thunderstorm or two about the region on this Saturday. Otherwise, a mix of sun and clouds, 80 to 85 degrees. Showers and storms will increase in intensity and coverage again for Sunday, especially into the afternoon. Highs back into the 80 to 85 degree range. A storm or two left over on Monday in middle 80s. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey in your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet Studios. This is News Radio 630 WLAP. We can't cook, we can't shower. Got a backed up sink. We've been waiting for eight hours. Uh, nine! The kids are starting to stink. Seriously. Who wants to take a cold shower? Contact Donhauer Plumbing for a new water heater. A Bradford White 40 or 50 gallon 3 inch vent gas or electric with a 6 year warranty. Only $8.99. Call Donhauer Plumbing 405-0900 or online at donhauerplumbing.com. Donhauer, any hour. Once every day, someone in Kentucky tests positive for HIV. Plus, one out of eight people don't know they are infected. Kentucky, the fight against HIV AIDS isn't over. AVOL's mission is to stop the spread of HIV AIDS and empower those affected. Just last year, AVOL brought mobile HIV testing to Lexington and Eastern Kentucky. It's never been easier to access an HIV test and only takes 15 minutes to get tested. Stop in AVOL any Monday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 3 to 8 for free HIV testing at 365 Waller Avenue. For more information about accessing testing where you live, visit AVOLKY.org. When posting on most job sites, you get candidates. I'm the sales director you're looking for. I'm the sales director you're looking for. But when you post on Indeed.com, you get the candidates just right for you. I'm a sales director with an MBA, over 10 years experience, who's also fluent in Japanese. With Indeed, you can add screener questions for a less time-consuming route to your short list of qualified candidates. Arigato. Hiring's better when you've got your short list. Save time on hiring when you post a job on Indeed. Get started today at Indeed.com slash hire. 630 WLAP. Photographer's Hard to believe he's Irish. Yeah. Irish and, I mean, just from a really solid rhythm and blues soul background. Yeah. And, I mean, just 
I think he's fantastic. Yeah. And for all of those listening out now, listening to us right now, there are more Van Morrison songs than Blue, uh, Brown Eyed Girl. Yeah. That's what he always gets associated with. But, I mean, the stuff with them is just fantastic and his solo stuff. And even into his older age, I mean, he's just always putting out really good, solid records. Yeah. Are you saying you're into blue-eyed girls, Bo? No, brown-eyed girls. I know, but are you saying you're into blue-eyed girls? Sure, that too. Absolutely. <laughs> as long as they got two eyes, right? They're all good. They're all good <laughs> in my book. Hey. All right, don't fight the Fed's balance sheet taper. Now, a lot of people don't understand how the Federal Reserve works. They're they're just a bank like other banks in some ways. So they increase their balance sheet, meaning that they're putting more assets on their balance sheet. They have to have their uh, liabilities to grow their assets. The liabilities are their deposits. The assets are the bonds that they buy with the deposits. And what they're trying to do now is shrink their balance sheet. They, they got it real huge during the financial crisis. So this is by Daniel Kruger in the Wall Street Journal. The Fed's Federal Reserve's move to trim the size of its bond holdings has exacerbated recent declines in prices for risky assets around the world. The central bank has scaled back its mountain of treasury and mortgage debt by $111 billion since the policy was announced in September. More than half the reduction has taken place since the end of March, and the process of withdrawing money from the economy is scheduled to reach $50 billion per month in October. The Fed's balance sheet swelled to $4.5 trillion in the wake of the financial crisis as it bought government and mortgage debt in hope of kick-starting its growth. Now with the U.S. economy on firmer ground and unemployment at its lowest in decades, the Fed is removing that stimulus by allowing some of its holdings to mature without reinvesting the proceeds. Well, that money's got to go somewhere. You know, it, it isn't. They say that they're taking money out of the economy, but I don't really agree with that. I think it just changes hands and goes to somebody in the hands of a bank where they might loan it out or something like that. Yeah, because that that debt was created somehow. Yeah. You know, it, it, those mortgage-backed securities were created. But what's going to happen is the Fed is the biggest buyer of mortgage backs is probably going to go away for yeah. a while. Which will put which will put uh upward pressure on the long end on interest the, rates of the yield curve. Um <clears throat> you know, I think Going back to, you know, what you've done is, is you you've created this huge, huge uh, entity. Uh, yeah. And the problem is, is you know they they've got all this stuff that they're they're trying to put back into the economy now. You know, put on like you said, other places like um, you know banks and other things. But at the same time. On the short end of the yield curve, they're they're incrementally ticking up rates. Yeah. So, so in a backwards thinking way, it, it's kind of uh, you know you're, you're you're trying to slow down growth on one hand, but then you're trying to say, all right, y'all need to go ahead and take this on and continue to grow. On the flip side, it's so screwed up. 
Yeah, it's like they're always putting a break on growth whenever it starts. They, they we better start raising interest rates, you know, because this is going to get nutty. Yeah, where where uh, if you just let things go. Now, granted, it would it would suck because eventually it would get peaky. Yeah, it it, it would get more violent and upswings and downswings, um, for sure. But at the same time. You know, the, the more you try to smooth that out, the more violent it'll get in the future. Yeah. And you're taking away the economy's ability to self-regulate. You're trying to regulate the economy from the outside by giving it carrots or sticks or what have you to uh, slow things down. That's what I was actually uh, talking talking to Bill yesterday a little bit. And I was like, it's, it's a conversation for you. We, we were talking about how you regulation goes in with all the right mindset, yeah. but it causes more of a problem because like, let's say you, you regulate healthcare, you, you regulate, you regulate health insurance, you regulate that industry. Yep. Well, if you want to do it right, then at the flip side, you've got to regulate pharmaceutical companies. You've got to regulate the, the drug maker. You got to regulate the health providers you, you and you've got to regulate them all equally, yeah. Because if not, that's how you get five hundred dollar drugs out there, right? That you can go to Europe and buy for fifteen dollars. <laughs> it, it it's backwards as all get out. I mean, you know, and that's what the Fed's balance sheet swelled to four and a half trillion dollars. It's unbelievable. And what happens? What happens when you get another 2008? Are they going to have a balance sheet of $10 trillion? Yeah. You know, then what happens if you have a third one? Is it going to be $20 trillion? Eventually, eventually something's got to give. You, you, can't, you can't go out and, and continually do that forever. It talks about how the Fed getting their balance sheet down is affecting uh, markets around the world. Uh, the Bank of India's Governor Urjit Patel urged the Fed to slow down. Mr. Patel said in an opinion piece in the Financial Times that the Fed's balance sheet reduction was making it harder for emerging markets to handle a dollar liquidity squeeze. This is being driven largely by U.S. fiscal policy, namely the increase in Treasury debt issuance to cover widening federal budget deficits. At the same time the dollar is rise the deficit is rising, the Fed is shrinking the supply of dollars, contributing to a shortage. So it's pretty interesting. Uh I don't know if I completely agree with that. I don't think the dollars go away. I think they just go elsewhere in the economy. I think it'd be hard to make dollars go away. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't believe. He says tighter policy from the Fed has been ultimately the most important factor in the performance of global markets, said Holly McDonald, chief investment strategist at Bessemer Trust. Right now there's not a whole lot of compelling opportunities in global fixed income. Okay, so we see that how does that affect the retirement investor? Well, could be helpful in terms of higher long-term rates to 
over time you could get something a uh, better return on your money for your dollar the downside of it is it makes existing dividend paying assets or or uh, interest paying assets it makes them decline in value over the short term so it's got a plus to it it's got a minus to it ultimately what what we're trying to do you know like I, like i said uh before the half hour break was you, you've got to make sure that your your company that you're investing in is being prudent they're not taking on excessive amounts of debt uh you know they're they're not overpaying on their dividends where they may have to cut the dividend uh the profits that they're making are uh profit that looks like it can be a continuous stream of yeah. income you know and and once you get a lot of this kind of pegged down what you're what you're able to do if you can buy a company that pays a dividend that you can live off of in your retirement then you've basically you're putting time on your side you're talking about companies that take on debt well one of those companies is REITs mm -hmm. and there's an article here that says how REITs can cope with rising interest rates real estate investment trusts or REITs do fine when the real estate market is strong but are threatened when rising interest rates undermine the value of interest earnings at least that's the common wisdom last week the Federal Reserve raised short-term rates for the second time what's it going to do to REIT values Despite that, that's real estate investment trust. Despite the common worry about rising rates undermining fixed income investments, REITs have actually done well during these periods, said Robert Johnson, principal at Fed Policy Research uh, Group in Charlottesville, Virginia. Well, how is that? How have they done better when, uh, you know, higher interest rates... Uh, tend to hurt things that pay out so you know some of the some of the ways um you know it goes on to say you know as long as interest as long as you're not getting a like a 1980s style interest rate movement like if interest rates are, are gradually moving upward uh you know that's because they're rising because of a stronger economy you're, you're seeing more growth which makes your your tenant health for a REIT uh, should make your tenant health much stronger, uh, which should raise the value of your property. The second piece of the pie <clears throat> is a lot of REITs. Uh, REITs tend to take out longer-term loans. Uh, they tend to lock in their rates for, for lengthier periods. So that, you know, interest rates rising don't necessarily hit the bottom dollar for them right off the bat. Um, a third piece of the pie, you have kickers in your contracts. So, like I said, you know, your tenant health is much better. Uh, but at the same time, you can't just continually charge them the same rent. Uh, if, if interest rates are moving up, uh, you've got what's called a, a CPI kicker, consumer price index. So, which is an inflation gauge. If, if inflation is two percent that year your rent goes up two percent right you know so you're you're incrementally adding dollars 
And if your bottom end on your, your debt spectrum hasn't changed that year, you, it's incremental to the, the profit. Uh, the other, you know, the other piece of the pie, and it says, um, <laughs> I like this too, it says, over time, REITs have delivered about two-thirds of their return from income and one-third from capital appreciation. Mm-hmm. You know, that right there. That's why we own them. That should tell you something. Yep. You know, it, it's <laughs> real estate very, very rarely will triple in value overnight or anything right. crazy like that. You know, it's a slow slog to growth on, yep. on the price of real estate. But the the income streams that real estate can can give you, uh, the risk adjusted income streams are are very uh, very attractive mm-hmm. because you know that that can be a steady thing over multiple periods. And for a REIT, you know they're they're required to pay out ninety percent of their income yeah to to have REIT status. Like I said, if if your debt hasn't changed that year and you're charging 2% higher on your rent, that's incremental. Go up. Which means that the dividend is incrementally adjusted. Over that's time. right. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Philip Sexton. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. If you've been getting a little hot under the collar i'm so pissed off at him maybe it's time to call in and let off some steam don't they get it you know this is outrageous we are so mad news radio 630 wlap hi i'm tom dupree jr our firm dupree financial group has been engaged in the management of retirement investment accounts of our clients for nearly 14 years my personal time in the investment business spans 40 years We bring experience to the table in managing your retirement dollars. If you would like a seasoned and experienced manager to handle your investment portfolio, then give us a call. To schedule a complimentary review of your retirement investments, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 or send an email to info at dupreefinancial.com. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP. Okay, let's talk about oil for a little bit. You're back on the Tom Dupree Show. OPEC nears deal to lift oil production. This is an article by Summer Saeed, June 21st in the Wall Street Journal. Ministers from some of the world's biggest oil production were nearing a deal to lift crude output by about a million barrels a day in an effort to tame recently high prices. 
So officials said an agreement might fall well short of that goal in practice. Well, oil was up almost 6% yesterday against news that they're putting an additional uh, 600,000. Yeah. Barrels on the market each day. Yeah. So my question is, uh, what's going on? You've got, so you, you've got OPEC plus, plus one, which is Russia. And Russia was, uh, you had oil close at si- almost right under $70 a barrel, $69 and 28 cents on the front month of WTI. It'd been, it had been down in the 64 range mm-hmm. earlier this week. Yeah. You, you had Russia who was, um, wanting, uh, I think it was one and a half million barrels put back on, you know, they were very adamant of, of, of throwing a bunch, a bunch of extra supply back on the market. Um, then you had, uh, you know, another large exporter in Iran who was saying, you know, we don't, we don't support any additional, you know, we want to see oil continue to move up. And then you had Saudi Arabia who was kind of half and half, Yeah. You know? um, so the, the original agreement was thought to be a, a million barrels. Is Russia Brent? Uh, yes, that would be heavy, heavy crude. Right. Um, you know, the Saudi Arabia is light, isn't it? No, I think uh, most of that would be Brent too. Okay. Yeah, there, there's there's not that much lights, light sweet. What is it, Louisiana light sweet? Yeah. Uh, not not that much. Um, over there. But you know, if you if you look, the market had priced in a million barrels. Um, you know, and. and We've we've talked about this several times in the past. Is that that incremental barrel, that incremental one percent, yeah. prices the whole entire market. That's right. So if you were looking at a million barrels and that was going to cause a potential surplus in the market, well, you know, even though there's ninety two million barrels a day used or something like that, you know, that extra hundred thousand barrels was going to push the price of all ninety two million barrels down. That's right. Uh, you know, and and when they came out with the announcement, it's only going to be six hundred thousand. Well, the market cheered for that, you know, because yeah. that's less incremental. Barrels. So they said it was going to be six hundred thousand rather than a million. Yes, uh, and that so that, that shot the price of it up by six percent. That's nutty. I mean, it's if the gasoline adjusts back this, we're going to be looking at two ninety nine regular. Again. Yeah, and I, that's that's no fun. Yeah, <laughs> but you know that those you don't really know where where supply stands um, until it actually kind of hits. You know, yep. we we found that out in 2014. Right. You know, you you don't you, you can look at things and say, oh, you know, that just marginal. Somebody pumped a little bit extra, and then when it continues to go, that's when you see. So one of the things we try to talk to people about is how does this supply demand in oil and in interest rates and all these things apply to you, the uh, the retirement investor? And this is what we try to explain to you. 
when you come in and have an appointment with us or go over your portfolio if you've already got a account with us, we sit down and explain this stuff, how it affects you and your pocketbook. Uh, dividends are very important. We like to have a nice flow of dividends, which is cash flow. It's kind of like rent on the rental house. If you consider your um, securities to be kind of like a rental property. This is something we work with on a daily basis with our clients. Yeah. And, you know, as, um, as we, we talked about with the REITs, you know, rent on your rental property. Same uh, in, deal in your your portfolio. You know, if you're able to, uh, if you're able to live off the rent in your rental property, you've got time on your side. That's right. You, you're not, you're not asking your rental property to double in value in the next three years, because you 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 don't you're need just asking it. it to pay the rent. You're just asking it to pay the rent because, you know, if you can like like we said, if you can live off that rent, then. It, Another one I like to use is um, apple tree. If you can eat the apples off the apple tree right. instead of using the bark to start a fire to cook something, that's that's better because that apple tree will continually produce apples. And yep. You start ripping bark off of it, you'll kill the apple tree. That's right, and you kill the thing that'll – now you can prune it every now and then. Yeah. Well, Take a little bark that I, way. That's like the market, you know. You prune things here and there. You know, there's going to be times where the apple right. tree looks bigger than it is. There's going to be times where it looks smaller than it is, but yeah. it's still going to produce the same amount of apples. Pretty good. You ought to write a children's book about that. I thought about it. You yeah, know, I, I I could probably handle a children's book. Get kids talking. in a way of getting kids into looking at finances, things like that. You know. I mean, no, nobody covers that in. Well, and I think I could get you and Adars to to proofread a children's book for me. You would have enough patience to do that. <laughs> if yeah. I did, a, if I did a full two hundred page novel <laughs> by yeah. page three, you'd be like, "I'm done." You, your comma, your comma placements and everything, I'm I'm done. Show now. Show now. <laughs> talking about the novel <laughs> so anyway um uh, we appreciate you listening to us this week um we've tried to provide some sort of uh backdrop about how you might invest if we you know you can call us at 859-233-0400 and set up an appointment if you like send us an email at info at com. we'd love to talk to you because that's one of the things we do is go over people's retirement money for them, with them. Been listening to the Tom Dupree Show. Have a great weekend. It's News Radio 630 WLAP.